Belated Happy Chinese New Year, everyone! It's that time of the month again. Welcome back to the Silk Road Podcast. It's Season 2, Episode 4. And today, we have invited two wonderful guests. First scene, we have Eunice, who is a very, very active member. Uh, Eunice, would you like to say hi? Hi! Yes, that was Eunice. And then we've also invited Nikki, who's responsible for a lot of our really wonderful pubs. Deba Nikki. Hello, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, they're both from the ASHS Silk Road, it's an org, and we're all here today to talk about all things related to the Chinese cuisine. This episode was produced in partnership with the Ateneo Blue Repertory, Ateneo Celadon, Chinoy TV, Manila Downtown YMCA Youth Club, St. Jude Catholic School Student Council, and the USC SARS Central. Now that we have gotten that out of the way, guys, if you've ever listened to our podcast before, I'm assuming that you know that there is a tradition of sorts that we have to tell a joke are you guys aware i think i've heard that but i didn't actually yeah. um listen to all uh, i've i've listened to some yeah same same but i am okay. slightly aware yeah, slightly aware well then prepare yourself today because i have i have a joke so are you guys ready yeah ready. yes okay so basically i want to open a chinese buffet like a chinese food buffet chinese. and then yeah mm-hmm. like a buffet restaurant all you can eat so, you know what's, what's going to be the name of my restaurant? What? What is it? All you can eat and dim some. Like, all you can eat and dim and then and dim some. And dim some? Okay, I'm just going to explain it. Basically, all you can eat and then some. And then it's a play in words. So I switched oh, it to dim some. Ah, I totally didn't get it the first time. Now, let me see. Now I get it. Yeah, I get it now. I think I'm the problem. I think there's a problem with <laughs> Moving on! Today's topic, Chinese cuisine, guys. What, do you guys eat Chinese cuisine at your houses? Or like, when do you usually get it? I actually eat Chinese cuisine, like, because my parents are Chinese and we have Chinese food at home. So, like, Eunice, do you guys eat it how often? Like, every day? Maybe, because let's say my mom, when she cooks, we eat, let's say, feel Chai cuisine because sometimes the food is uh, adobo, then sometimes it's sweet and sour, then sometimes it's lost asparagus. There are a lot of food. Halo-halo. Everything's mixed. Philippines, but we're also Chinese. And the food, somehow, like, adobo became, we call it Chinese adobo. I don't know why that is. That sounds good. <laughs> I kind of want to try it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's interesting. What about you, Nikki? What does your family eat? Actually, we eat mostly Filipino food because we don't have a lot of... Like, my mom doesn't know how to cook Chinese food. And the only way we could have Chinese food is if we buy from, like, Phil Chai restaurants here. But when we do, we usually order ho fan and egg fried rice, if I'm not mistaken. Egg fried rice, a staple. I think it's interesting because I like... So if we have a spectrum, Nikki would be the more fill cuisine. Mm-hmm. Eunice would be like a mixture. And like, um, long-time listeners of this podcast would know that I am on the more Chinese side. Because like, I'm second generation. So our family basically eats almost Chinese cuisine every day. And then occasionally we would have like bagnos or I don't think we have absorbo. But like we would occasionally have some Filipino meals. But mostly we're on the Chinese cuisine side. So like I like that. We have variety. Yeah. Okay, so do you guys have any like favorite Chinese dishes? My favorite would probably be a dish in Ting Chef restaurant in Banawe, which would be salt and pepper spirits. I really like it. And it's actually not called salt and pepper spirits. It's called eight spice spirits. But at the end of the day, it's food. 
We love food. What about you, Nikki? Do you have like favorite food? Probably all um dim sums, but my absolute favorite has to be Ho Fun. Like whenever we order somewhere, it has to be there. Cause sometimes it's not kinakain ko. I was gonna say dim sum too because I'm a huge fan of dim sum. Wait, what is, what is Ho Fun? Like, can you explain what's Ho Fun? Oh, it's beef hofan specifically. It's a noodle dish that yung sauce niya is beef. It's like a sweet beef sauce, and yung noodles niya is very thick and long. It's like a thicker version of linguine, and it's rice noodles. It uses oh. rice noodles. Is it like a family thing or family religious stuff? Like can't eat beef. I haven't oh. been eating beef. I think since I was maybe nine or ten years old. I can't even yeah, remember. I think it's younger than that. Yeah, I think I know a couple of Chinese families that don't eat cows because I think um, cows are like on the higher food chain of animals, and they're kind of like holy ah. or something like that. Is that correct? I think it's like that too. Pero I like fried rice. I like fried, fried rice, rice too. Fried rice is like a staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nearly every single time we visit restaurants, we'd be ordering yang chow fried rice. How often do you guys like go out to try Chinese? Maybe once or twice a month before the pandemic started, but now mm-hmm. we usually just take order takeout. Then maybe it would be once or twice a month like that then because it's not like you have to eat every out every single time, right? What about you, Nikki? Um, before the pandemic, we would eat Chinese food pretty frequently because my dad really loves it for some reason, even though he's the Filipino one in our family. And probably like five times a month before the pandemic. And then right now that we're stuck in the house, probably once a month now. Because it's usually takeout. For me, it's like it works the other way around. We usually eat Chinese food at home, so it's kind of like normal for me. And our meals consist of like rice, and there's going to be fish, there's going to be some sort of meat, and then there's going to be some sort of vegetable. But like um, for me, when we go out, which is not often because my family doesn't like to eat out, my mom, especially she thinks it's not sanitary, <laughs> and we do, it's to eat Filipino food. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of like the opposite of mine. Wow, that's <laughs> I actually don't yeah. go out that frequently, even before the pandemic, because I don't know, home food Home cooked food is pretty healthy, and you know every ingredient now, like it's like that. And sometimes that's my bet you. You sound like my mom. My mom's like, my mom's like she my likes mom healthy for food. Like yeah, we have, like, have lots of food that she says healthy, and we have to eat it. Oh my god, is your mom a health freak too? Because why? <laughs> My mom is recently trying to turn our entire family vegetarian. Therein. No, it's already <laughs> that much. It's for not that Like we have food, we have rice, we have egg ulang, and then like, we have fresh vegetables. And she doesn't cook it. She just like I don't know what it's called, but that's, there's a vegetable there, and then you eat it fresh. And sometimes it's so many. I think it's a cool. I don't know what it's called. Anyways, a lot of vegetables. And she says it's because it's to build your immune system. To have like um, different types of vegetable nutrients. It's like, oh. We have always been like some sort of like house. Oh, who's your, who in your family cooks the food? Because, like, fun fact my mom doesn't like to cook. <laughs> she hates cooking. So it's just like my dad's the one who cooks. And she he always cooks. Like, we have a house helper at home. Before, my mom, my mom frequently cooks and she got the house helper. Sometimes it's still my mom. Both of my parents don't know how to cook, so we have uh, like Eunice, a house helper who cooks uh, for us. 
Because I, I really don't know why my parents both don't know how to cook. But when they do, it takes a long time and you're you're not even sure if it's edible. <laughs> I am concerned, but you seem healthy and alive, so <laughs> good for you. <laughs> I mean, it's good like, sometimes, but... So there's no like strict regime. Sometimes my dad experiments food and then it doesn't taste that nice. But if it's my mom who cooks something, it's always okay. It's always nice food. Always edible. But when my father sometimes cooks, it's not that edible. Myself, but if my mom's the one that's like cooking, I feel bad for my stomach. It's not that bad. It's, it's just doesn't taste that nice. Yeah, well, yeah, I can relate to that. Oh, so you do you have like a set like a set holiday or something like that where you guys eat Chinese food? No, it's yeah, probably whatever was not to eat today. That's what we're gonna eat. What about like during Chinese New Year Mooncake Festival? Like you know the big Chinese festival thing? Do you guys not oh, eat last New Year? This this New Year, like on New Year, we made a lot of dumplings, a lot, lot, lot of dumplings, and it's homemade. We wrap our own. Oh my god, that sounds so fun! Because yeah, we learned that sounds so it. nice. We learned it when we went to a trip to China. I think it was in Shanghai. We paid for a learning how to make dumplings and then we applied it. And we also so made dumplings actually. We also made dumplings. But like we, I mean I made dumplings. My mom watched me make dumplings. When I said my mom doesn't like the cut, I mean it. Like he was just standing there looking at me. Mixing the <laughs> dumpling filling, and then I, I sat there watching drama while grabbing the chunk. Yeah, it's moral support. <laughs> moral support. Anyone that I know, well, I when I started grabbing, and then she checked on me like twice and went, "Are you done yet?" Actually, so, I, at that, that Chinese year, I was really hungry, so but there was still a lot that we needed to do. What happened was just keep on grabbing. Actually, I wasn't the one grabbing. I was the one rolling out the dough. My sister was around wrapping, and my eldest sister was the one who was fixing the wrappers. Because sometimes, if you roll the wrapper too thin, the filling would break, and then it would be <laughs> there would be holes in the dumpling, and then it would become super thin and cook it. You know, that actually sounds so fun. Like your family sounds like a production chain. It sounds like a <laughs> family bonding yeah. moment. So since like both me and Eunice, our families we eat or wrap dumplings on New Year. What about mm -hmm. your family? Do you guys do something like that? Uh, actually, we we did try to make dumplings one time. Uh, and then we made the dough uh, then by, by ourselves. The problem was, I think we cooked it too much and then the wrapper kind of fell. So after that, I think we never did it again. But it was a fun experience to do, to do, to make dumplings. But after that, I think uh, the only time we eat, like eat or make Chinese food, is during a mooncake festival, when my other Chinese relatives would come. Mooncake festival, what a like what day? Yeah, I don't really. I don't, I'm fine with it like once in a while, like once a year, but I don't like to eat it that often. So I also don't eat like I don't eat sweet, I don't eat that. It, they call me weird, but anyways, I don't like sweets, so I also don't eat it. I want to call you weird too because I love sweets. <laughs> yeah, I well, actually no, love well, sweets, I... but I don't eat mooncake though. It's okay, Nikki, we, can, we like sweets. That, that's where we can yeah. stand <laughs> on the same ground. I will try to understand that I'm not liking sweets. 
Okay, I have a, I have an idea. We can play a game. A game to like uh, quickly go through popular Chinese food. I'm going to give like a short description of famous Chinese food that come to my mind, and you guys can try guessing. Okay. Okay. How okay. does that sound? This food is something you commonly have during Chinese New Year. Like it's a, it's something you definitely need to have on your table for Chinese New Year. And it is. I'm not gonna talk about dumplings anymore. Because, like, <laughs> we just no, talked about it. It's a whole thing. It's like it's an animal, and then there's a significant meaning to it. A reason why you have to put it on the table during Chinese New Year. Get any guesses? Nothing comes to mind. <laughs> animal. Okay, so there's like this very popular saying for the reason why that food has to be on the table. It's basically um four words. Should I just say the saying? Oh, is it fish? Ah, fish, fish. Smart people. It didn't pop into my mind when you said animal. We always have fish. Same. Yeah, because same. like, um, someone explain Yin Yin Yoyu. Yin Yin Yoyu. It just technically means every year you have excess. So it like forwards to the next year, next year, next year. And then Yu sounds, Yu which is fish, sounds like the, the one in the idiom. Sounds similar. Mm -hmm. So if we break it down, that? it's like the word is Yin Yin Yoyu. And Yin Yin, Yin is like year. So Yin Yin is like year after year, you want to have and yu is like a double meaning. It means fish, but it also means like excess, like what Yunus said. So basically, if you eat fish every year, you will have extra money every year. Ooh, yeah, I'm actually not nice. sure if it means money because other people say it's luck. But anyways, it's that. It's like extra, but like for me, it just means money. <laughs> having more money. <laughs> having more money, that's what it means. More luck, more money. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, congrats on getting the first food. I'll let you think about another one. Uh, how about this one? So, this one is also eaten during the new year, I think. Oh no, it's more commonly eaten during your birthday, actually. It's like in the morning when you wake up it's your birthday, they will give a bowl of blank for you. Is it noodles? Good job. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but they also do this to me. Like, pagisinko, the first thing they would give me is noodles because it says if you eat noodles on your birthday you will live a long life. They call it You basically got it. Oh, okay. But for me in our family, it's not the first thing you eat in the morning. But on that day you have a birthday. What they would do is that they would have something related to noodles. Something long to mean the long activity in the changshou, which technically is chang. It's not exactly noodles, but any type of noodles, sometimes you even have spaghetti or miswa. What we often, what I often get is like miswa. Like first thing in the morning is like miswa. Like, yeah, yeah miswa or comfort for me. Yeah. How it changed from before I remember, it's always birthday noodles. But sometimes, like spaghetti. I don't know, but like spaghetti is like, well, obviously a noodle. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I, I would be more confused if they were serving you like macaroni. But like spaghetti is something I can get with. <laughs> Maybe because oh, I also really like I remember that in our family, anything chopped, you can eat it on your birthday. Like, you can eat spare ribs on your birthday because it's chopped. And they say, like, chopped down, it's like that. something I didn't know that. That's so interesting. I don't think we have that in our family either. Mm -hmm. yeah. so cool. And I asked for spare ribs to say that. My birthday was just last month. So I asked my parents, and my mom said, "No, eat that na lang on another day." Oh. oh, maybe it's just a tradition. I'm not sure. Maybe I don't know. 
I always, I know it's like follow my family, follows a bunch of traditions. My family is also really lazy. <laughs> like if it's a super arted tradition, we just don't follow it. Oh, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. I remember 16th birthday, 16th Chinese birthday, that I had to eat a full chicken. Do you, do you guys know that? Uh, uh, chicken I don't know that. I'm trying to recollect what I ate. I cannot remember. 16th birthday, 16th Chinese birthday. I remember eating it, like whole chicken, the first thing that day. Well, like I said, like, I feel like that could have happened, but like I'm not too sure. Because like, funny story, it was my birthday, my 18th birthday, a couple months ago, like three months ago. And my family had bought me like a necklace, Ooh. but they didn't give it to me. Huh? They didn't. What? Why did it buy it? It was like, it's for you, but like, they gave it to the drawer. I didn't know. And then I had a competition the other day and I asked them for like accessories. And they were like, oh yeah, here's your 18th birthday gift <laughs> from two months ago. I'm just saying, if they could forget my birthday, if, if they could like forget, quote unquote, forget to give me my gift on my birthday, they could forget to give me a whole ticket. Yeah, that is, that is more possible. Yeah. <laughs> next food, next food. So, do you guys want something that's new year or not new year anymore? Because I have, I have food. Uh, Let's try something not new. Yeah. Not stuff. So that's something different. Yeah. So this story, there, I know there's like a myth behind this food, but I'm not. I can't remember the myth off the top of my head. Oh no, I think I remember it now. So there was this guy who was a good person, but I think they suspected him of doing something wrong. So he jumped into a river, and then his friend or sister or someone that liked him um, proceeded to wrap bundles of rice in these and throw it down the river to feed them. Wow, this is a good recollection of the myth. Yeah, I do not remember the myth. Let's move on. And like I said, this food is sticky. It is sweet or it can be salty depending on what region you're from. And it's wrapped with leaves. Definitely did not eat this thing. Yeah, again, nothing comes to my mind. Voila! You I, I don't think I've eaten this before. Yeah, seriously, never. Because it's wrapped in other leaves. Yeah, it's like a triangle shape. Ah, tongs! <laughs> Have you ever tried this? I, I suddenly remember mat tongs. It's like that. Oh, yeah. mat tongs. Okay. Yeah, it is wrapped in leaves. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that now. Do you guys not have it often or what? It's been a long time since I've, I don't know, since I've eaten that. And sometimes it's extremely big, I remember. I remember you watched a video about making that. It seems so nice. I don't eat it, but my parents like to and my other siblings like to. It's been a long time since I've uh, since I've eaten that. Sometimes it's extremely big, I remember. I remember you watched a video about making that. It seems so nice. But sometimes if you if you if you buy wrongly, sometimes the base isn't that nice. So I, I stopped eating. It's pretty okay for me. Very sweet. Do you guys have it like sweet or salty? The one I remember is salty. The, the one I ate before was salty. The one I remember was I think salted egg. Ah yeah, something like that. Then. Oh my god, salted egg is staple. I will give it this explanation for this. Because the salsa is basically a triangle of sticky rice wrapped in banana leaves. And then traditionally, we're supposed to eat it every year to commemorate the guy under the river. I think it's like what I remember you admit. I'm sorry, guys. Every <laughs> year? Like, yeah. Wait, ganun ba? Hindi ko alam. My I'm just hearing of this year. now. <laughs> yeah, like, kasi sometimes I, my parents just buy the tongue to, like, the rice now. Just when they want to. There's no reason to eat it. 
I don't think we rarely do that. Like, I think what happens is during the period of time. I also can't remember the name of. I'm such a good tradition keeper. But like for the tongs, um, we have it every year, and it's for a period of time. And during that period of time, we're going to gift people tongs, and their family gives us that. So what happens is our whole fridge is filled with tongs, and it's enough to feed us for a month. Oh. And it's like a meal therein. A triangle of rice. Similar to, I guess people could liken it to the Japanese triangle thing. Is it onigiri? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's I think it's not like it's similar to onigiri, but like three times bigger. So it's kind of like a full meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's and also, it's very, very one piece can make you feel very full, even if it's not that big. Like maybe just big. It still makes you very, very full because full of ingredients and sticky rice. Yeah, I, think I, like, I haven't finished one. You haven't finished one? Yeah, because it's so it's so big. I mean, the ones I've eaten are, are way too big. I ended up sharing it with my sister you know, if we do eat. Oh, when we go buy it, there's some because they, they sell it in, let's say, big ones. And then most of the time, you have to split. But there are also individual small ones that they break. That's enough for one person, but I don't think that's enough. Most of the time, it's really, really big. You just chop it. For us, it's usually like um, portioned out as one piece per person. I think I need to buy the really big one just to see it. It's an experience. (laughs) I would like to elaborate because there's like different kinds of songs. So um, for me, and I'm assuming your family too, it's more common to have the tongsu where there's like some pork in it and some pork fat and then there could be like a salted egg yolk and a bunch of other ingredients and our tongsu there's actually a debate in china online like because the south people they eat savory or they eat salty tongsu well the people in north china they eat sweet tongsu like they eat the tongsu and it's just rice nothing else just rice and they dip that thing in Sugar, and then they eat it. They sila magkakasakit, but they get sick. Dipping rice in sugar, that's a lot of carbohydrates. Yeah. <laughs> they only do it like once a year. But yeah. Like, yeah, that's how they eat it. And like, I th- I've tried it before. It's like, yeah, it's, just, it's just like eating sugar <laughs> with like some rice to go with you. And yeah, there's like debate going on, like which is better, the North version or the South version? I think it'd probably be the South because it's more flavorful compared to the yeah, I can't imagine just eating rice and then rice. dipping it in sugar. <laughs> I think that's very similar to Filipino rice and then salt and toyo only. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that also. Maybe we, maybe it's just because we haven't tried it and it's their tradition. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you guys know that like north, south, east, west of China? Well, mostly north, south actually. As like very varying degrees of like cuisine depending on their taste. I've actually heard of that. That there are places that really really like spicy stuff, sweet stuff. They differ by province. Yeah, I think yeah, I've heard like, of something like that too. Per province, iba yung levels of spice na kaya nila kainin, pero that's about it. I am not very sure about like what province are known for not being able to eat spice. But I know that like middle China, so like Chongqing, Sichuan, and Chengdu, I know these like are three provinces super known for being able to eat spice. Like it's the spice heaven of China. Like if you really like spice, you should go take a walk there. I can't eat spicy stuff. And I eat spicy. Yeah, I feel like my thumb's burning. Oh my god, I don't like spicy stuff too. But my sister, I have a sister that really likes spicy stuff. Like she adds a lot of chili to her 
her noodles, her food. Yeah, I really like spice too, and I almost add it to every dish that I have. You um chili garlic you oil thing. Nice <laughs> chili garlic oil tastes good with a lot of things. You scare me a lot. <laughs> I don't think you scare me a lot. I can't. <laughs> but like I relate to Eunice because like I have two sisters and they really really love spicy food. Like they were planning a trip to Chongqing and like the spicy part of China without me. They were like they didn't even bother asking me. They just went so like oh I think I'm going here. I was like wait you would do just like your sister. I'm like and you didn't ask me and they're like you don't even eat spicy. Why would he ask you? That's so understandable. <laughs> what are you gonna eat there, air? <laughs> but it's a good thing only one person likes spicy extreme food. The others like you can only go like mild or just a bit of spice. But me, even things that they say aren't spicy at all, I, I think it's very spicy. But I have a cousin who likes spicy, spicy stuff. Like their whole family likes spicy, spicy stuff. It's a good thing our family only has one person. Sometimes you have to you have to know how spicy and like check the results. Your reviews okay. so sometimes dangerous. Yeah. Honestly, di naman ako uh, like ever since I like spicy food. I think it was just I liked it gradually because I kept adding new chili oil, garlic to everything I ate. I think because of that, the mass intolerance got in spicy foods. Nice tolerance. That's actually what my sister said. Like she says, if you should eat more spicy, build up the tolerance. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like, what I did. She said, I didn't eat spice before, but you know what I did? I ate a lot of it in college. She was like, you need to learn how to eat spice or else you're not gonna have any friends. Yeah, my oh. sisters were all like, <laughs> we're all like, oh, She's like, you're not gonna be able to go out with your friends if you don't eat spicy. So, I'm not gonna get friends that eat spicy. <laughs> so, other than spicy, do you guys know of any like major differences between top and northern China and southern China? Uh, I'm not exactly that sure, but I've heard of a food. They have sweet and savory tofu. I don't know where I read it, but I read it somewhere. And I'm not sure if it's that related to the northern and southern part. I still don't remember that. Sweet and savory tofu, that sounds like something I would eat. Yeah, I feel like that's close to uh, will be comfort food for me. Because the, the tofu is really good if it's cooked properly or like included in a lot of dishes. Actually, one of my favorite ways to like, eat tofu is to just like, steam the soft tofu and then put some soy on it. Oh yeah, that's something I can do. My just favorite with chili tofu oil. is the one that has something that's in it. Like the tofu and then there's some sort of meat in the center. So delicious. Oh, I'm like thinking if I've tried it. I forgot where I got the first taste. I did try it at home, but I, mean, I don't think it's that delicious. I remember going somewhere, eating that, and can't, and can't forget the taste. Very delicious. I'll have to try this sometime. I know something is like um, the northern China is like cold, like it's yeah. very cold. Mm-hmm. Well, in comparison to our southern China, it's a lot warmer. So I think their northern part is a lot similar to how in Korea they ferment a lot of their turnips, cabbages, oh. like sort of kimchi in the Chinese version. <laughs> kimchi Chinese version, that, that sounds different. I'd be willing to try it. <laughs> and they also have like those, you know, those cold region fruits like melons and apples and peaches. Mm, that's different. Well, like I would say that for the south, we would eat more of like stir fry stuff. 
Oh, I think that's true. Stir fry. There's a lot of stir fry food in this country. Yeah, I feel like my family would eat stir fry every day. Every day. Yeah, you could almost anything. It it would taste really good. Um, yeah, and also I feel like a staple in the South cuisine is also rice. Mm, like Filipinos eat rice a lot. I guess both will try to spare the fact that we really like rice. I don't know why. Any food. Usually, I'd, I'd have rice beside me. Even when other people are eating noodles. I prefer to eat rice. I just don't know why. Like, I'm not a big fan of like noodles. I like, I like mm. pasta, but I don't like noodles for some reason. Like, I'm a big fan of spaghetti and macaroni with tomato sauce. But I don't like the Chinese noodles at all. And apparently, after doing some research, it's because noodles is more of a northern side China dish rather than a south China dish. Yeah. I think they that like Chinese noodles only what is the difference with other types but I remember eating miso but it's pretty plain and other types of noodles like birthday noodles it's also very tasty but I don't think that's the northern part hmm. I don't think I ever tried northern noodles I think yeah. like from what I know miso is our part and like the fatter noodles the birthday noodles is northern China but isn't Birthday noodles pretty much stir fried. I am confused. I am also not sure. <laughs> what, I, what I think is like, it's more of like for us, rice is the staple and we eat rice all the time. Well, for them, they eat the noodles and like mantou, which is like a type of white bread. Ah, we, we also sometimes eat mantou as, I don't know, as breakfast. Yeah, I used to eat that all the time. Oh, you guys eat it all the time? Yeah, because it's like pao. Yeah, it's like shao pao. And uh, there's a local bakery here, Saben. Uh, yun yung like staple nila. Lot of bakeries that cook shao pao or manto and those kind of stuff are like past get down recipes from Indonesia. Mm-hmm, yeah. They don't exactly know the Chinese cuisine that well, or maybe Chinese culture. But yeah, like the history yeah. behind it. But because like, like, the like, recipes food is food. down, they know it. Mm-hmm. Well then, let's see, we're all united by love for food. Food is food. Who cares where it's from? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah, that's but like, that's what I heard. Like, from Northern China, they eat noodles more, and then they also eat, like, manto more. And they, like, because it's cold, they eat more cold weather foods, like fermented stuff. Well, I think for our side, we eat rice a lot as a staple. And then we also have, like, stir fry. What mm. else? I suddenly thought of Coco. I'm not sure where that there. I feel like Coco isn't every one thing. <laughs> but I don't, I think it's prominent. Pro- maybe it's a South Park thing? I think, I, I'm okay. thinking maybe it's um North Park. I'm not sure. Hot pot. Because if you think that, in the North, it's very cold. Wouldn't they have to need something that's really hot? I'm not sure. Coco, also known as hot pot or soup food. Who calls it soup food? Soup food. Soup food. <laughs> That's so weird. Soup food originated from oh yeah, for our listeners that don't know what hot pot is basically, um Chinese people they get a pot a pot of soup and then you can cook your meat and grass together all in that pot of soup. It originated from China. Hot pots are often divided into southern style and northern style. Oh so like northern styles are simpler and focus more on the meat. Though. While southern salad tends to be like spicy, meaty ingredients, there's like complex dripping sauces. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So like yeah. in the northern they focus more like meat and meat only, while in the south we like to do a lot of ewan ewan. We can put some dumplings in there, we can put some 
fish balls in there. <laughs> oh, I like fish balls. Yeah, fish balls. I really like putting like balls in there. I also really like putting like, mushrooms in it. We have this mushroom. I think it's called shiitake. And it's why it sometimes just suddenly placed in the surface and then cook it. Are these so the long right? ones? <laughs> the long... Yeah, long white ones. Oh yeah, yeah, we also eat that. I actually use that as noodles sometimes. Can be you annoyed. use that as noodles? Yeah, sometimes. If, I don't know, it's really good. Because it kind of... Yeah. It has a different flavor. I think it's interesting how hot pot is like, shows the biggest difference between northern cuisine and southern China cuisine. Do you think like cocoa is also popular in the Philippines? Or like hot pot? I think it's not that popular, I'm not sure. Because I usually don't see people eating hot pot in the Philippines. Unless you go to a specific hot pot has this maybe set for shabu shabu. We call it shabu shabu actually in the Philippines of hot pot. It is called shabu shabu, not what was it called again? Food pot. soup. Soup what food. Google called? Soup. Yeah, Google. Soup, soup food. I think it's in soup food. <laughs> soup food. <laughs> yeah, for as for soup food, I feel like where I lived in the Philippines, it's most pretty common to eat this. Because there was this restaurant next to my house. So this is like called Macau Hot Pot. It was so good. It is so good, guys. And it goes during the pandemic, but it was so good. Oh, I Great. ate hot pot in a place near my house also. It's called David's House. And they have a shabu shabu set there. And we eat there sometimes before the pandemic. But now, I don't think it's possible to eat hot pot. But they also have different food. Oh, uh, yeah, same. Oh, we, oh, my, oh my god. Oh, we only eat hot pot there. Been to David's. Oh my god, it was really good. Like before the Macau thing, we would always go there. By always, I mean we went there like once a year. But that's a lot for my family. <laughs> <laughs> that's really a lot. But it was really good. Like we would go there for mass gatherings. And David's people would be one of the stable Chinese people mm-hmm. for hot It has a lot of uh, branches all over the Philippines. Yeah, I feel like it. I don't know, most SMs, it's there. Yeah. So you actually would eat there when you go to SM or something. Compared to Kingship, I think there's a lot more David's Tea House. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, on that note, I think it's time for our break. We'll see you guys later. Have you ever wanted to sit at a square table with your five-person party but couldn't because there was only four seats? Well, look no further because Geometry Incorporated have got you covered. So this February, they're launching the most revolutionary shape out there. Nikki, you need to get like two of them Yes, it's circles! With this shape, you can get this thing 360. Degrees without any unnecessary corners. That means you can sit five people, ten people, or even twenty people all in this one table. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code SilkRoadPodcast at checkout for a four-corner discount at www.geometryinc.com. The same Geometry Incorporated is not liable for any elbow bumping casualties. Sit twenty people at tiny tables at your own risk. This episode is produced in partnership with the Ateneo Blue Repertory, Ateneo Siladon, Chinoy TV, Manila Dawangtamo MCA Youth Club, St. Jude Catholic School Student Council, and the USC's Art Central. And we're back! For 
for this part of the podcast, let's just talk about what tools or utensils we usually use when it comes to eating Chinese food. There's no other thing than chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, chopsticks <laughs> has to be there. Yeah. I mean, chopsticks is number one, guys. Do you guys use chopsticks or spoons more in your house? Depends on what we're eating. Yeah, we same. Eat noodles. We usually use chopsticks. But when we eat rice, uh, just most of the time, we use wooden fork. Yeah, or sometimes chopsticks and a spoon. My mom and dad, they use chopsticks for everything. But like, I have a spoon and I have a chopstick. And so if I'm like, getting udang, I'm gonna use the chopsticks to clean it. Is that the word right? To pick it up. It. Yeah. I use the chopstick to pick it up. Or, and then I put it in my rice bowl. And then I use a spoon to scoop up the rice. That's what usually happens when we're out in China. But in the house, it's That's so filter of me. Like, I'm just half using chopsticks and half using food. Yeah, it's that's okay. something I do then. Yeah. I feel like there's okay. a lot of filters then. Who don't know how to use chopsticks? I, I think, yeah, because they don't, they maybe eat Chinese cuisines, and but they sometimes always use wooden fork if they're used to it. Yeah, because apparently there's no need to kind of learn chopsticks. I suddenly remember in Chinese restaurants, usually there's chopsticks there, right? But then, if you don't know how to use, you can always ask for spoon fork. But still, you have to ask. Yeah, I think it's pretty normal now yeah. for a lot of mm-hmm. people trying not to be able to use chopsticks. But like, I don't know if this is like a my family thing. Not my parents specifically, but like I would have some older relatives that would give me the stink eye whenever I get a spoon at family dinner. So weird, because in our family, it's fine if you use spoon forks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so when you yeah. go out in maybe go to China and then you use a spoon, other people see you. They probably stare at you. Yeah. That's what happened to me. But I feel like for me personally, I think whether or not you use chopsticks doesn't really matter that much. The important thing is you're getting your food to your mouth. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> How about like, do you think you know like the history of like I know a couple of myths. In fact, I know three myths that talk about the creation of chopsticks. Actually, I've heard of that myth, but which myth? I like, haven't. I I've heard of a myth. There, I, I'm not sure where I heard it, but it is about there was this young man, two two young men that were competing on who will eat rice faster, like hot rice, and then one man I think took two trees. Uchi with triggs and then ate it fast. So the other one was using his hands and that's how something I'm I can't remember the exact myth, but it somehow goes like that. Okay, now I know four myths about how chopsticks were created. Uh, is that the same myth? But like basically you're saying that for your myth, they were having a rice eating competition and then someone decided that using two branches was faster than using their hands? I'm not sure, but, but it came like that to me. I, I, don't know if, I can't even remember who told me that. How about you yourself, know what? your version? Myths myth aren't here to make sense. Um, I know three. Um, the first one is like the legend of Zhang Ziya, and the second one is like the legend of Da Zi, and the last one is the legend of Taoyu. Okay, can you tell all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. So, for the, for the legend of Zhang Ziya, Zhang Ziya is like a legendary figure in China, this Chinese history. It's like, 
He was a really smart person. I think he was a scholar. And I remember, I remember this story is mainly from the Sichuan province. And basically, during the Zhou Dynasty, Jiang Ziya was told by a magical bird that he should make a pair of bamboo sticks for, for eating tonight. And so he did that. Because upon clumping his makeshift chopsticks onto the meat provided to him by his wife, um, green smoke started to ooze out of it. So oh, it kind smoke. of showed, it kind of exposed the fact that his wife literally just tried to poison him. So from then on, it is said that it is because of this event that definitely happened that chopsticks became a regular utensil to ensure food safety. How did he see, how can they clean? I'm like thinking, yeah. maybe like, maybe the meat was filled with like bleach or some acid like that. Bleach? When the green bamboo touched <laughs> <laughs> it, it went <laughs> And it's not Luto? I don't know, oh, maybe. Sense, girl. As for the second story, it's like the legend of that. She is known to be very, very pretty. If I remember correctly, this myth is from the Jiangsu province. And Tati was like the favorite consort of the Tang Dynasty's king or emperor. And so Tati is like gorgeous. <laughs> mm. I'm more familiar with Tati than the smith. So like the smith basically says that this emperor is very picky with food. And so somebody always has to taste the food before serving to him. And that somebody happens to be his consort, Tati. So one time, the chef delivered a food that he couldn't change it then though. I don't know how you're gonna change a food from being not too hot. You're gonna cook it to the temperature. But like basically, <laughs> he couldn't he could change the too hot food. And so what Tati did was like he used her two jade hairpins to pick up the meat and blow on it gently before serving it to the ember. That's a smart move though. <laughs> yeah, smart move. But like, what I don't understand is like, if it was too hot, you could have like, Waited. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they just do that? Cold. <laughs> to go a bit less less hot. No, the emperor had to eat it directly. Aren't they afraid <laughs> that the jade hair prince would break with a single touch? Nah, maybe slightly in the lung. Or like they concerned that there's hair on the I know pins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would say that like the legends of Dachi. There's a lot more interesting stories because I, I know the character Tatsuki quite well, and this is just one of her many stories. So if you're interested in like myths, go check out Tatsuki's stories. It's very interesting. As for like the last myth, which is the legend of Tayu, he's also actually in a, quite a lot of myths. Like I know him primarily because he was like an emperor who succeeded the throne from his also emperor father. And basically, what he did was he saw his main life was dedicated towards fixing droughts and overflowing flood problems. And he actually succeeded. So that's what he's mainly famous for. But like, there is the story that while he was like trying to invent flood control, he was cooking meat soup. But because the meat soup is too hot, because you can put your hand in a pot of soup, right? Yeah, but this is soup. So he like picked up the pair of branches and Boom! Chopsticks! So that's, those are like the three myths I know about chopsticks. Yeah, that's actually... I feel like that, the last one was the most believable in a way. I yeah, just I like, feel like the that one is the first one, that the poison. <laughs> and the magical creature telling him I mean, I feel chopsticks. like there's like... <laughs> the magical bird! Honey, you need magical green bamboo chopsticks. And he just like... <laughs> 
Yes, yes, birdie. I'll do it now. <laughs> yeah, why listen to a bird? I'll follow the bird. <laughs> Thinking where it came from. I feel like the hairpin one is also likely, but it's also just like really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like it's possible, but also really weird. But the one I believe the least, the rice eating competition, because like, oh, baka like ma eat it in food. Yeah, ma eat it yung, yung food. Oh. But like it was too hot for her. It was too hot for his Like, hands, new, newly cooked no. rice, I think. And then, they had to eat it. I'm not sure if it was a rice eating competition and they were too hungry. It, it came out like that. It's a competition. The other one was smarter than the other. So, the myths are like, food safety and not wanting to eat super hot food. Three of them are all about like, super hot food, girl. You yeah. need careful with food. Yeah. And chopsticks is the solution. She is still hot. It's just that, you blow it sometimes. Yeah. And maybe like the journey from like the wood from the bowl to your cools it, it down. cools it down. <laughs> cools it down. Maybe slightly. I think that like I think it's interesting for me how chopsticks are like they have four creation. <laughs> but we never know. We never know which which one's true. <laughs> it might not even be that decent. Yeah. yeah, like all four could even just be fake. But like, yeah. oh, it shows how prominent a roll of chopsticks play in Chinese yeah. culture. That's why they, they need a lot of myths. Yeah, they have like more creation myths than China itself. I think I don't know <laughs> as many China creation myths as chopsticks. What about like, since there's also so many myths, I know that there are even more rules about how to use chopsticks. Diba? Yeah, bawal lagay sa You can't place it straight down to your food. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like the the most famous one I think. Like my family would get mad if I stab my food with chopsticks. Like if you in the middle of eating, Deva, you yeah. go get something, if you put the chopsticks straight out, my family would be like, What are you doing? You're feeding yeah, your food. They you know? their, they, yeah. they, they're gonna be saying you're gonna kill you know, you're you're feeding it to the dead like that. Yeah, that. yeah, like like, don't do that, guys. Toxic users. Don't you you stab place your it on top of your bowl. You place it on the side. Make me stand jam. Like, horizontally, not vertically. <laughs> place it horizontally. You can't place it vertically. Uh-huh. Vertically, they'll say it's like the. The one in ancient times, but there was this. I forgot what it's called. Parang tombstone siya, na nilalagay sa parang altar and stuff. I can't remember the term. I just see it in, in movies. The one in ancient times that they use for remembering the ancestors. Is it like, I don't know, parang the ancestor house in Mulan? Like the, yeah. the stones? There, there's this, it's not, it's not usually and stones. It's just, it usually can be carried and like if it, someone died, it's like a memory thing. Like to remember them actually and then sometimes if you want to kneel to them, goodbye. I forgot what it's called. Oh my. Do you remember in Chinese dramas, like, there's this ancestral hall and there's an altar and then there's a lot of tombstone style. Usually it's wooden, I think. And then there's the name written on top. Do you remember what that's called? All I know about chopsticks is that I'm not supposed to stab my food with it. I'm not supposed to let it drop. <laughs> it's like, if, I, it, if it drops, that's like disturbing my ancestors. Really? There's there's a thing like that? No, it's like, maybe my parents just don't like me dropping my chopsticks. But they said, if you drop your chopsticks, you're disturbing your ancestors. Shame on your cow. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm 
like that line from Mulan. <laughs> That. But like, of course, like other etiquette is like don't play with your topic, don't poke people with your topic. The topic is for food. Respect the topic. I think the own the only rule my parents have for me when it comes to chopsticks is I'm not supposed to put them down on the table as it is. It has to be on top of something. It can't be touching like the whole chopsticks can't be touching the entire table. It has to have a holder or something. Oh my God, safe. I think that's just a sanitary thing though. Is there like yeah, a bit sometimes the, usually the table is not that clean, so they don't want you to mm. put it, especially mm-hmm. the part where you place it into your mouth. Don't put it on the table because you can it's dirty now. I usually put it like horizontally over my bowl. Yeah, yeah same. The, bowl. the only problem is if it's circular, like the, the edges are round, and then you place it on top, and then it rolls off. I just remember if you watch Chinese dramas, there's like this hall for the ancestors. And like when the person dies, after they died, they're gonna make this wooden triangular thing that has their names like either sometimes carved into or written on them. They will place it onto the hall. It looks like that now, chopsticks looks like that. So like you're saying that like chopsticks are similar to a dead person engraved, right? Yeah. I, I think it's the tombstone, but I remember it. That's the, the Are you talking about like the incense stick? Not exactly the incense stick. Like in the hall, there's uh, maybe it's the incense stick. I actually can't remember. I just remember them saying something for the dead. Talk about it now. Are you talking about like the act of like stabbing the sticks on the food and the yeah. reason why it's like for the dead? Yeah. I think it's because like um chopsticks look like incense sticks and incense sticks are something we use to communicate to the dead and like God. So when we stab it on our food. It looks like we're oh. praying to the dead. Yeah, I that's think that may be it. That may be it. I suddenly remembered Chinese New Year. We had a um, bowl of rice, and then there's an incense stick stuck to that, and then we were praying to the gods like that. Oh yeah, and I think that's I like think food offering, right? Yeah, incense plus the nickname or something. You need lage nama incense. That's yeah, right. yeah. I think we do that too. Yeah, we did that then. But we uh we also added like. Coins there and like rolled up bills. Oh, we had wine and then chicken and then fish and then other stuff I get to remember. Oh, speaking of like coins, this is completely unrelated, but it will tie back into the dumpling one. You know how like there's a tradition of like putting a coin in a dumpling? Like you back, you wrap a batch of dumplings and then you put a coin in one, and then yeah. whoever ends up with a dumpling coin with a coin. Yucky on it's like the lucky one? Yeah, I, oh, know I don't that. know that. Oh my god, that is fun. Where we don't do that because it's dangerous. What if you swallow the coin? Like, Same. Like, you put dumpling in. <laughs> we swallow don't. the coin, you get operated. So it's an interesting new year. It's an interesting new year in the emergency room. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good thing to start the year. <laughs> Other than the chopstick, what do you guys think? What else do you guys think is like a key staple Chinese event? The bowl, obviously the bowl. What bowl? The bowl you eat in, the porcelain bowl. That's very it important. Is it a bowl that you use? Actually, this is like a tiny. Just, just looks nice. Some bowls of porcelain. But what we use in our house, and sometimes we use ceramic or metal. I just know that it's better now to eat in bowls and plates. I think it's because like bowls, they're better for eating rice. 
Kasi you stupid. And then the wall, the wall pushes us back. Ah, uh, yeah. It's easier to eat rice Pero if in you a bowl use wooden if you use chopsticks. It's... Yeah, if you use chopsticks, it's easier in a bowl. If mm-hmm. you use wooden fork, I think it's easier in a plate. Yeah, because like I think if we use a plate, the fork is what pushes the rice back. But yeah. since we don't but use since it's a bowl, bowl, it pushes it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about the mechanics of a bowl? <laughs> I just remembered the that one. Usually, I don't know any mystical like bowl though. I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think there is. I haven't heard of any. There could potentially be one. Maybe like somebody made the bowl to hide from the rain. What am I saying? Multi-purpose umbrella. Ganon. <laughs> Multi-purpose umbrella. What else? Do you guys think any other utensils they commonly use? Rather than those, I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think there is. So like, chopsticks there? and bowl is the essential Chinese utensil. I think that's good for me. I think so. Because like, usually that's what you basically need. It's like yeah, having a basically. You need like yeah. chopsticks and bowls and then some food. Yeah, that's pretty much it now. On that note, I think it's about time to end this session of the Silk Road Podcast. To our listeners, if you guys have any comments or thoughts about this episode, feel free to mention them in the Google form we have in this episode description. We'd also like to give our thanks to Chami Koo and Nikki Mendoza, who is here right now, who is going to be designing this cover art for this episode. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. And also to our wonderful editor, Anya Vasa, who was here for episode one, so go check her out. <laughs> but of course, lastly, a huge, huge, huge thank you to our writers, Aira Ang, Benjamin Barredo, Erin Hui, Amber Lim, and Jackson Diang. It is because of them that we are able to produce such quality <laughs> content every month. Once again, I'm Keika, and here are my lovely, lovely guests, Eunice and Nikki. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And yes. Yep. And on behalf of Silk Road, we hope that you baby monkeys always stay on the right side of the road, the Silk Road. So, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.